Sein Leben lang. Hallo, meine Leute. Willkommen zum einzigen Schalke Podcast auf Englisch. That's right, folks. Officially the world's only English Schalke Podcast. This is episode 133 of Schalke America. I'm your host, Richard Carmen. Joining me on the show, as always, co host Jack Mangan. Jack, how are we doing tonight? Well, I would have uh, liked to go for three in a row, but unfortunately, the Victory Monday streak had to come to an end. And, uh, you know, Schalke doing something, I think, in this one that we've seen them do in the past, which is they'll get a really good result against a team that's a little bit further up the table, and then they can't kind of keep that going. Um, uh, dropping points at home here. Uh, and, and, you know, and, and it, it's kind of frustrating, too. We'll get into it. But, yeah, it, it seems somewhat self-inflicted, this one, uh, which always makes it hurt a little bit more. Yeah, and it seems that we always do the the lesser the performance in the last couple of years at home as opposed to the road, um, which usually you think the trend to be the other way. But yeah, it was an interesting game. Uh, we'll definitely get into all of that. Uh, not much on the news front to talk about. Obviously, I mean, Harit, I think, scored uh, for Marseille this weekend, which is, I guess, good for him, good for us, I guess, in, in the long run if he gets his confidence back. But um, yeah, this is pretty much just the game. The game was on Friday, so we were hoping to maybe live stream this, but unfortunately, somebody forgot the game was on friday instead of the weekend and i work you work so that was going to be a no-go for us we had to figure out ways to uh enjoy the game let's leave it at that yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah we, we uh we, we may do and uh yeah no live stream and uh um, the game was it was a good game but uh yeah week weekday streams are going to be hard for us i think uh just because of our our line of job is not necessarily in football community, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's been to everyone that's listening, like, thank you for bearing with us to the extent that you already have this season, especially the first couple of weeks when I was struggling to, uh, to get access to streams and that sort of thing. And this is going to be the case for probably the entire season, unless we're actually able to um, sign up for Shackle TV, which once again, as we've mentioned on several podcasts, uh, we've been having some difficulty doing and sounds like we're not alone. Um, in that area, but yeah, assuming that we, we we kind of only have access to the games through finding you know live streams and that sort of thing, um, yeah, it's definitely going to affect how we can kind of cover things here and everything. So we we appreciate everyone bearing with us. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we did get to watch the game. Uh, hopefully, many people did get to watch the game as well, or at least catch the highlights. But that's what we're going to be here for tonight. Um, let's just get right into lineups because it was a, a, a certainly an interesting game. Um, Lineups, we're going to start with the home team, us, of course. Uh, in goal, Fairman, uh, back three again of Tiao Itakura Kaminsky, midfield five of uh, Paulson as a holding midfielder, Chirlinov on the on the right, Oyan on the left, Salazar and Drexler back in the lineup in the middle, and Taroda Bulter up top. Um, good to see Drexler back in the lineup, would you say? It was uh, someone who we missed. Obviously, Flick, it was good to see him last week, but Drexler is the guy we kind of want to be in that starting 11. Uh, thoughts on his uh, reinsertion back into the lineup? Yeah, yeah, that, that Drexler for Flick change was was really the only uh, change from the starting 11 last week. Um, and, uh, you know, Flick hadn't been playing particularly well in the opportunities he's gotten so far. So uh, even though he probably wouldn't have been first choice in the first place, um, certainly no 
claim from him. I mean, on, on his side that you could say like, Hey, you know, I should be starting and I shouldn't be dropped at this point. So yeah, I definitely think that like Drexler was, and is going to continue to be um, one of our more first choice midfielders when available, when healthy. Um, and uh, yeah, we've, we, I've mostly kind of liked what I've seen from him so far. Um, I, I think him along with Zalazar, I think both at times have been a little bit underwhelming, but I think, I think Drexler has, um, I feel like he gets, he gets into challenges and does some stuff off the ball that I, that I've enjoyed as well. He has a little bit of bite to him. So yeah, I was going to say that word bite. I think he certainly has bite and he's also provided himself uh, quite nicely on the offensive end and, and contributing very well on some of the goals we've had this season. So uh, definitely a welcome sight and got to have a beard on the, on the, on the, uh, on the field, right? I mean, you got a beard on the podcast tonight. So uh, that's always good to have. <laughs> uh, looking at the uh, road lineup, uh, Gares back in goal and went backfield, Back line of four, us is Tiede, Bormut, Kobald, and Helse. Uh, midfield five of Lorenz, Vanitzek, uh, Breithauf, Choi, Kaufman, and then led by Hoffman. Um, this was an interesting lineup for me. Uh, no one that I was super scared or worried about. We, as we watched the game, this is a pretty unified team, I should say. Um, no one really stood out to me as the game went on or even before the game, anyone that really jumped out at you either before or during the game? Yeah. I mean, as we, as we said in a couple of podcasts already this season too, I mean, like my, my knowledge of these players relative to like who we're typically facing in the Bundesliga is like very limited. Um, and obviously because of the, once again, the access to the league that we have, I can't do as much uh, opposition scouting as I would typically do. So um yeah, I would no, I would agree. I mean, nobody that jumps off the uh, the, the, the team sheet um, in terms of like who we're aware of is particular danger men. Um, and uh, yeah, I didn't I didn't feel like there were that many as you. I agree with you as well that many individual performers in the course of the game um, that really uh, elevated themselves above the rest. Uh, yeah, in this one. Yeah, so this game uh, wasn't a result we were obviously looking for. Uh, two to one, a loss in this one. Uh, it was a very competitive game, very even game. I thought uh, the game had ebbs and flows. You look at the statistics; we probably had we had definitely had more shots, some fifteen to ten or something like that. Um, shots on target, they had a little bit more than us. I mean, it's, they're fifty percent on target on their shots, which is pretty good compared to ours. It was a you know, I don't know, fifteen percent or something crazy. It wasn't that great at all. Um, obviously, the big red card that we're going to get to here in a little bit. Uh, but what was your overall? take from away from the game did you expect it to be as close as it was obviously they were in a table lined up with us just i think one point below us or something um were you overly surprised about what happened uh not particularly um I guess I was surprised about the way it ultimately came about. Once again, as I mentioned at the top of the podcast, kind of more shooting ourselves in the foot in this one, um, self-inflicted to a larger extent. I think the story of the season to some extent so far has been that our defense at times has been sketchy, um, and we're very much relying on on Toronto and Bolter to kind of come up with a lot of the goals between them, and there's not a lot of creativity outside of that. Um, and so I guess I wasn't expecting um, – I mean, if it would be one thing if, if our defense just kind of looked sketchy again. I don't think it looked that bad for the most part. Um, in this game, it's just, you know, the couple goals that we did have were um, somewhat unusual in terms of the way they came about. Uh, so, yeah, uh, disappointing that once again, just, you know, this is a uh, these are the kind of teams and this is no disrespect to Carlsruhe. I mean, because once again, there's this is almost an entirely new squad in terms of the number of players that are in. It's an entirely different club for us really at the moment in terms of talking about Schalke. But, you know, when you, you come down in this fight at Bundesliga, if you if you're trying to, to get you know promoted right back up, um you don't want to be dropping points at home to mid table sides ish. I mean, I mean, exactly. not that it, 
things are going to happen over the course of the season, of course, but um, would have been nice to kind of keep the momentum going and, and, you know, show some home form here. Yeah. And it was interesting. I think I, uh, Andreas Ernst, uh, the reporter for Chalka, he said something like, Oh, you know, uh, from first through 12th or something, it's something like four point differential or something like that. And I joked and was like, oh, I wish somebody would have told people last year that there was going to be a tough league, you know, and that, that we were harping down everyone's back that, Hey, it's difficult. We're not going to come back up easily. Uh, but yeah, it just shows that how equal and level the league is and you need to be on your game week in and week out. It is uh, definitely difficult from the top to bottom. And so um, capitulating yourself is the way is not the way to get uh, the way to get done. And we start from the early get go. First minute of the game, really, they get a corner kick. Choi is left all alone. I want to say that Salazar was a guy probably should have been, you know, watching this guy. Uh, but the corner comes out, comes out to Choi on top of the box. He takes a takes a shot. Nobody really blocks it. Fairman probably could have done better with it. I mean, it's hard to see. I think Kaminsky or somebody was in his way. Uh, he caught it Larry last minute and just went right by him. Um, but Choi should have never been open as he was to get a free shot like he did. It wasn't should have. Was was Salazar the one that was at the top of the box? Yeah, one one of the two. Those yeah, okay, yeah. So I mean. I don't know. I don't want to be too di- too hard on any individual Schalke defender for this one, but yeah, I agree. Troy kind dick. of started started more central, and then right before that was getting taken, he started backing up and kind of like sliding behind the entire play. And from that perspective, it almost made it look like this was a rehearsed set piece. Although I don't feel like the delivery made it look like it was. It seemed like it just kind of dropped to him. But maybe 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 it was something that they rehearsed. But it worked out. If it wasn't, worked out very well. Um, yeah. So he kind of is behind the whole play, and the ball just gets through everybody and drops to him. Um, and, uh, he takes it like first time on the volley kind of through traffic. So yeah, it's definitely a difficult shot, um, to see from Fairman. So he may have had his view partially obstructed and obviously it's with a lot of venom with not a lot of time to react. I don't know if he would have anticipated a shot coming in at that moment, like based on where that ball had ultimately gone. Um, but at the same time, uh, yeah, you would expect him to probably keep that out and think is he made good contact on it and he deflected it into his own goal. So he should have, he should have, yeah, certainly done better there. And it's unfortunate because we've been, you know, we've been praising Fairman a lot. Um, he's bailed us out already early into the season on a number of occasions and helped uh, secure some results that may have otherwise, you know, taken a dip. Um, so, uh, yeah, mistake here from him. Um, not the worst mistake you're going to see uh, from a goalkeeper, but certainly um, he, he would have wanted to do better there and probably should have. And, and hopefully, um, he can kind of rebound next week, and and we don't start seeing like a couple of these as we've talked about with him. These things can kind of gain momentum. Although I don't once again, I don't think this is the same kind of mistake when we're talking about like yeah the really bad ones and then screw with his head. This is more you know yeah it just it, it was more of a, the defense wasn't there really helped him out and he kind of really had nothing he could really done about it and it, you know but we're not gonna harp on about it. Uh, not a great way to start the game, but luckily it was in the first minute, not in the last minute, because that's when it's really hard to overcome a goal. Um, but. I was curious to see how the reaction was going to be for the team. And, and you, know, you know, William from Canada says, uh, after the opening goal, it really felt like we started dominating the game. Um, I like the reaction from the team after after we went down a goal. Uh, and we started building, building play. Uh, you fast forward about 10, 15 minutes. Um, Chirlinoff really started getting the action. It was a nice pass over the top from Malik Tiao. Uh, Chirlinoff really makes a goof of it, hits him in the back or something. But he gets the ball. Um, nice give and go with Tarota. Tarota does what he always does. He just follows the ball. Uh, and Trilinov tried to – he lost it, but it came right to Tarota. He pounced on it, scores a goal. Uh, my favorite play of the whole goal was seeing um, Roven Schroeder chest bump Buskins and knock him over in celebration. Uh, but, yeah, your thoughts on the on the goal, the buildup, and then uh, ultimately a predatory uh, move by Tarota to get that goal. 
Yeah, it really came from nothing. As you said, it's, yeah, it's Malik Chow who just kind of launches one uh, direct, uh, you know, past multiple lines in the air uh, to Cherlinoff, hits him in the back. And uh, Cherlinoff is like an interesting player. I still haven't really decided how I feel about him. Um, I mean, there's certain aspects of him I enjoy, and he's certainly rangy, but like uh, he strikes me as one of those guys that thinks he's a little bit better at dribbling than he is. Yeah. He's a little bit better at like several different things. He's certainly like well-rounded in a lot of ways, but yeah. maybe not to the extent that no defense either. the decisions he makes would justify, I guess. But anyway, he, he gets this one and he, he takes, takes the man on instead of playing it into Toronto or doing something else. Um, ultimately loses it. The defender, um, you know, is kind of following him towards the end line and then kind of like kicks it backwards to clear it out of there. And then, as you said, Toronto had been following that play up and um, it basically falls to him right on the corner, like the six yard box. And uh, doesn't even look at goal, pick his head up to figure out where he is. Just immediately, like, you know, hip rotation, fires this thing um, all the way to the back post, like, basically right to the corner. Um, like, before you even realize what happened, you're like, oh, I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, you just, and this is what we talk about every episode eight goals and seven matches now to start the season. This is, it's just Unreal. so much fun to watch. Like having a striker that can be that opportunistic knows exactly where he is on the pitch. Doesn't have to waste any time, like taking a touch, then like looking to figure it out. Just as you, as you said, like just predatory, just like, you know, and he that was his up. 150th goal, right? He's uh third all time or now maybe tied for second all time in the fight. The Liga. Assu- assuming he stays healthy, he's going to break the record this season. Yeah. I think he he's not that, I don't think he's that far <laughs> off. Yeah. He's, he's within like, I think like maybe five or six or something like that. So, uh, no, yeah. he's, Incred- he's yeah, incredible. He's he's within a couple. Yeah, yeah. So uh, no, that's that that seeing a striker like him uh, on your team, it's been a long time coming for us. It's been a while since uh, the good old uh, Huntelar and Raul days, where you know you get goals all the time. Like, but maybe not at this pace. Even this is this is a pretty good pace here by by Tarota. Um, yeah, it, 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 a good goal at the right time of the game. I thought at that moment, this is our game. Our our team is ready for this. They kept building. Uh, game was still fairly balanced, I thought, but we couldn't get over that hump and get the next goal, Jack. We went into halftime one-one, um, and I was thinking, I was like, "Look, I, I I feel a goal is coming, but if we don't get a goal here, it's going to end up biting us." Uh, were you as confident going into the halftime? How, did you think we were dominating? You think it was fairly even? What were your thoughts uh, after seeing that first half? Uh, I mean, I thought it, would, it was more even than I would have liked. Um, and I definitely felt like we, we got off. I mean, not just the goal, but we got off to a slow start on this one. We looked kind of like shell-shocked for the first few minutes. It took us a little bit to rebound. Yeah, we did we did build in, and we did get that goal. And, and there were stretches in the first half where we, where we looked okay. But um, kind of the same stuff we, we've talked about before. I, I just don't think there's enough coming from the center of the pitch in terms of real chance creation. And, and so many of the goals that we score – um, are coming in transition or like, you know, these, these sort of like direct balls or, or corners or stuff, stuff like that. And so it's, it's opportunistic moments, you know, between like, I'm not saying that like, you know, Bolter and Toronto don't have great buildup between the two of them at times, yeah. but a lot, you know, it, it sometimes it's broken plays, these sorts of things. This is another one. It's, it's trolling off kind of gets ushered out and, and luckily Toronto happens to be there and takes advantage of it, but you know, not like, Oh wow, that was a well-worked piece of offense. You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. yeah. I think we're missing that playmaking ability. And at times, I think Cherlinov can bring that. Um, obviously, Bolter kept trying to do that throughout the game where he picked up the ball deep and tried to look, carried it in like he did in the last game where he scored some goals or got the assists, I should say. Um, but yeah, we were missing that one piece. I don't know if you know there's someone on the bench or someone in the, in the youth team that can bring that. Um, but we're lacking that at the moment. Maybe Salazar needs to get up further forward. I don't know. 
but we're missing that at the moment, and uh, we're relying heavily on you know the, the wing play of Trilinov and Oyan, and then hoping that uh, Toroda and Bolter just can muscle their way and get some goals in for us. So that, that's been lacking for us, and I think that's what was fairly evident. You know, despite the fairly even game, I still like where we were, but. We needed that goal. We know we need that goal. We need a couple goals, honestly, with you know, with the defense not always being there 100% and the uh, lapses in judgment that we've seen, like in the first goal. Um, and the second half was going along, and there was a foul that happened on, I want to say, Toroto, maybe, maybe Bulter wasn't called. Play continues on. You know, the Shaka players are pissed off that it wasn't called, and you see, you just watching Paulson track tracking this guy like a hunter. And this freaking cynical tackle kicks the guy's legs out. It was obviously going for a foul there because he's pissed off. A referee, red card. I was like, oh, man. Uh, stupid play. But was it a harsh red, Jack? It was borderline because it like wasn't like he was trying to injure him. But it was obviously a foul he was trying to commit. What were your thoughts on that play? Yeah, I might be I might be pretty out of line with with what a lot of Schalke fans think about this one and maybe this is me being biased although I usually try to try to be as objective as I can in situations. I thought it was a little bit harsh. Um it, it certainly in my opinion didn't meet like the threshold for denial of a clear goal scoring opportunity. It wasn't that close to the box, you know, with, with that much of an opening at that point. Um I don't think it was a particularly dangerous tackle or a tackle that was taken with like um, you know, malintent from like a safety standpoint. Um, I've seen some people online saying that it was like, you know, Palson was like two footing him. I don't even really think he two footed him either. It wasn't like he like totally left ground, had both feet. He just tried to take out. his legs like, out. He just tried to take yeah, his legs I mean, out. He, he kind of like slid on his, on his left and, and with his right, like, you know, cut, cut him out. So yeah, it was a harsh foul. He made no attempt to go to the ball. Um, so yeah, it was definitely cynical from that perspective. But I, I also feel like I've seen tackles like that be given as yellows which is kind of what i was expecting when it happened i guess I, I guess maybe just because it was so from so far directly behind with no attempt to go for the ball at all um that it just it looked a little bit worse than if you'd be coming in from like a side angle or you know it kind of like missed the ball that kind of thing so i get it but um yeah i i don't know how i feel about it i thought it might have been if it was harsh one way or the other way, i think it was harsh on us yeah yeah i mean <sighs> First of all, Paulson should have never done that. He put himself in that position. Yeah. Um, I understand what he was doing. He was going for a professional foul, just trying to slow up the play, and he was pissed off too that the call wasn't made back there. Which I he agree saw, with, by the way. I mean, it very much yeah. looked like a foul. I mean, the guy got I mean, yeah. And and, and so I actually it was actually funny after after the red card was given, Tarada came running over. And he was doing like the VAR symbol. And it was almost kind of like if, if they were asking, hey, go back and look at the foul that was committed that you missed and then call the play back to there. If, if you remember like several seasons, you and I were talking off yeah, there. Yeah. Several seasons ago, there was there was a goal that Gladbach scored against us. And they ended up like calling it off for a foul that happened like 18 seconds before the shot was taken. Yeah. Um, and they disallowed the goal. And I think at the time we were kind of like, okay, so what's the rule then? How far back are you allowed to go and like over minutes? Like this? <laughs> and so I was like, hey, maybe we'll take a look at it and reverse it but yeah it didn't doesn't work that way unfortunately but that would have been nice so you saw paulson's shock the, the whole team shock when the red the straight red came out um i was worried bolter was going to get a red too because he was very aggressive with the referee i mean all the players all up in his face which is what you would expect with a face like but well, like, yeah i mean, I mean like, yeah that's i mean true. like what's the, what's the point of looking like that if in these these kind of moments you aren't really going to live up to the you know yeah yeah no, 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 for sure. But uh, luckily, you know, Fairman came in and uh, somebody else came in, like, started throwing people away. And, and you know, 
Uh, I'm glad nobody else got a card in that play because it could have got really ugly in a, in, a, in a flash, but it didn't. Uh, and you know, to William's point in the in the chat, is like you know the, this team isn't giving up on the ball. They're 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 not. They're they're continuing to fight no matter what. And you know, despite going down a man, we continue to fight on. Um, and obviously, our our aim was going from trying to win the game to survive the game. Uh, and the tick clock was tick tick ticking, and we know how these games are, and we're like this never seems to end. Um, and if you're going to lose, you want it to lose on an actual legit goal, not a freaking controversial play that you're going to be even more pissed off because of the red. We saw, to be honest, a wonder goal, a wonderful strike by Vanacek, um, from distance. I mean, really well struck top corner. No goal is going to catch that. Um, you can't be angry. Obviously you're angry that the goal was scored against you, but, that's a pretty nice goal that you're going to get scored against you. And I, I don't feel as bad as if it was a controversial play. Uh, your thoughts on the, on the game winning goal during the 88th minute. Dude, this is, this is life in, in the second division, just getting absolute bangers scored on you by anonymous, like second division. This is second or third game um, that we got a bangers against us. I season. mean, the right match. I mean, I don't think, I don't think anything that we've seen has matched what we saw from, from Vonisek on this one, but yeah, we've seen some pretty, pretty nice goals scored against us already. But, um, yeah, I think it's I think it's a cross that comes in down the left hand side. And Malik Chow heads it out. Um, Itakura is trying to transition, trying to run with it upfield, and he gets dispossessed. Um, you can argue about whether or not that was the right decision from him there, but basically, Flick gets kind of forced into a two v one, and uh, the player uh, I forget who who plays the ball in there, but just kind of like you know side foots it across to Vonitzek, and, and Flick can't cover both ground. No one's able to get over, and he just he just lets one fly dude and he it's on a rope i mean it, it is a re, it, he strikes it so cleanly if you there's one angle i think it's kind of like a side angle of the goal um and it kind of shows you more like from more like the goalkeeper's perspective how how quick that thing comes at you and like i mean it's just yeah nothing fairman's gonna do on that one and you just kind of tip your hat and, and give him credit it's a yeah pretty special strike yeah i think the only thing of that play that i didn't like is that one itakura was on the right uh, and then he tries to like take up the pitch and go past this guy, and it was the incorrect play by him, and he got beat completely. I mean, and that kind of play you want to see, especially if you're a center back trying to rush up the field, stay on that sideline and just kick it up and try to outrun him. Uh, he tried to go through him around him and didn't work. Turnover, and anytime there's a turnover, they always seem to score on us. I'd have to I'd have to watch it again, but I also think he had. Uh, at the time, like a couple players that were ahead of him and sort of in space. And so you wonder if he had been able yeah. to just play that a little bit earlier, Gone on ended up a lot differently, especially because then those people were taken out of the play when that got turned over in that position, they were already like, you know, past the midfield. It was a counter then, for us if, if so, he got that. Yeah, pass. exactly. So we kind of, you know, we're, we're in trouble once they turned it around that quickly. Yeah. Yeah. But the turnover happened. And as the turnovers happens with us, we get, we get paid. We make the pay for that, uh, wonderful strike by, uh, Van Sek. And, uh, yeah, two, one loss to Karlsruhe, not the way, uh, we wanted that we we're foreseeing that game. I mean, I, I think in worst case, we were hoping it would be a draw. Uh, obviously you want to get an official winning streak, three wins in a row, but that didn't happen. And we didn't even get a, a draw on this one, uh, losing this one. And it's a tough pill to swallow. Um, overall in the game, I think it was a decent game, but again, it's what comes back to lack of chance creation and then a couple, you know, lapse judgment on the, on the first minute and then Paulson kind of losing his head. Um, those little things came back to bite us. And this is what you were kind of talking about earlier is that, you know, you got to be on your game the whole time and you mess up a little bit and these teams will punish you. Uh, so what's your thoughts on overall on the game and how it, it panned out? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I think I think we were in it. Um, obviously, you know, we had the Fairman mistake kind of put us put us behind, but we had evened it up and and had an opportunity in the second half to to push and, and try to grab something. And then when Paulson makes that decision and gets it gets sent off, um, I think yeah, most of our hopes of getting a result have kind of uh, kind of kind of faded away. And then we were just trying to hold on for the last fifteen minutes. It really changed sort of our entire approach. Um, and we almost got there. And then, yeah, it's kind of a gut punch right at the end, 88th minute. Um, I think, uh, you know, I think this was an uncharacteristically poor game from Bolter, um, who would have been better a lot. I don't think he really was able to affect the game in the way he typically does. Once again, I yeah. thought Salazar was, eh. Um, I thought Drexler didn't do a whole lot in this one. I thought this yeah. was like not not one of his more notable appearances early into the season. Um, so really, once again, it, it's Oweyan, it's 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 uh, Tirada, um, you know, making, making the impact uh, for us. And... Uh, yeah, I don't know what the solution is. The th- the, pro- the problem, I mean, yeah, here's the problem. I mean, this is one of them uh, with my Jack's putting on his tactical hat kind of. So watch out. This is going to get real bad, <laughs> anal- uh, bad analysis real quick. Um, but like the system that that uh, Gramatis is playing doesn't lend itself to the, the kind of creative players that you'd probably want to see in the central midfield as much. Um, and I don't know if that's, I don't know if once again, that's a, that's a, a problem with like what we expected as outs are what versus like what he actually is in terms of a profile. But like you would hope that you could have at least one of those. I mean, obviously you'd have the six like Paulson sitting back more, but those other two central midfielders, you would hope you could have at least one of them certainly be sort of like a box to box eight and, and like try to get, going more and be yeah. a little bit more creative yeah. and we just we don't seem to be able to build through the middle or do much of anything a lot of it's coming from away on down the wing crossing which is great I'm, I'm glad that we have that production but um i don't know it just seems like it seems like there, we, we have some defensive not selections i don't even know i i i what, what what's your opinion on the back <laughs> it'd be I I would be I, I agree with you on the formation thing, but if if you were to keep the same formation, if you had to keep the same formation, finding someone else to play that right wing and moving Trilinov into the middle as a ten, I wonder how that would be because at least he would be driving towards the net. Um, but then you lose that wing play on the right, and is anybody? Oh, you, you know, really honestly, bench Salazar for a couple games, bring in Brunful, put him back on the right because he was doing decent for us. Trilling off in the middle. You could play Iden on the right. Iden was when they got subbed well, in. Iden's been fine. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. But the midfield, Paulson should be in the back, and Drexler and whomever Salazar, Trilling, whoever should be pushed up further. Um, but honestly, I think maybe a four-four-two might be more balanced. You gotta like you like those two guys up top, um, or maybe do like a four-two-three-one double pivot uh, and have Bolter on the left that can kind of slide into the middle too uh, in certain plays because he does like to play on the wing. Um, but I don't know. We need to figure out a way to balance it out defensively especially i think and even create some opportunities offensively which we're not doing at the moment and, uh, and people are getting frustrated with gramotzis uh for the lack of yeah i mean yeah i think it's definitely partially the way that gramotzis is coaching it and yeah it's just i, I just wish we had one guy yeah in that central midfield three that was a a, di- a slightly different profile than than what we've what we've seen and can and can yeah i, I mean i don't yeah like i, I mean churlinov <laughs> right yeah <laughs> i don't know if i don't know if churlinov is necessarily the answer there but i understand in terms of like the, the kind of decisions that he makes a lot um that that maybe he would give us some of what we're looking for uh yeah it, it's it's definitely and the, the prevailing attitude that i've seen from a lot of commentary um has been uh kind of going back to something you said earlier like the team the team does want to fight they they are willing to put in the work um you know off the ball 
uh, on the defensive end, um, you know, run the hard yards, so to speak. Um, they, they want to attack. They, they seem to have some creative ideas. And I think the, the consensus is that, like, you know, the coach just isn't giving it to them at the moment. Um, they don't have the proper framework and the, the you know, like the, the, some of the tactical ideas um, to really reach that next level. And um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard to disagree with that. And that doesn't necessarily mean that, like, you know, we, we need to make a move in the coaching department, but I, I kind of think that's the right take at the moment um i think this is a team that's capable of getting results i think this is a team that if we can avoid things like what happened in the carlsruhe game and and turn that into like you know a one nil win um or like even a draw um i think this is a team that's still going to have an outside shot at, at, at getting promoted with this coach potentially but um yeah but if it doesn't happen it's not gonna i, I don't think it's going to be particularly difficult to figure out why yeah. um and you know we're seven games in now and i think we've seen what we need to see um, from this group of players and the coach to figure out kind of where things are headed now. Um, yeah. There's been enough time for them to settle in, get some chemistry, get familiar with what Gramatis is trying to do. Um, and uh, yeah, especially especially in possession, I, I just I just don't think it's there. I mean, like he's kind of relying on <laughs> like guys like Salazar to just kind of do Dude, like run and do stuff and it's just it's not happening and it's it, yeah it's it's not organized enough and there's not i don't know it, it could be the wrong players could be the you know minimal instruction is just kind of like throw people out there and um you know hope the vibes are right so <laughs> i don't know yeah, yeah. The, the only saving grace of this is we are still four points behind first place uh first place you got paderborn and regensburg at 14 points st Pauli at 13 Nuremberg at 13 uh we're sitting technically in 11th place but we're tied with like four teams um, on 10 points so you got that saving grace and uh the next three games are teams all below us um hansa rostock next week they're on seven points then you got uh ingolstadt second from the bottom and then hanover which is tied with us um so we really need to figure out ways to get points in this one i mean paderborn that's funny because like regensburg they blew us out of the water they're second place right now we beat paderborn their first place uh you just really have to bring it every week it's simple yeah. as that. Yeah, um, um, absolutely. That's that's the second division for you. And and as you were saying earlier, and, and now again, you know how competitive it is. Um, the one positive byproduct of that is is how tight it is at the top. There aren't you know two teams that are just kind of running away with the table. Um, even though once again we're only seven games in, but it's not just like there's you know like a seven eight point gap between. I mean, yeah. it's very much every, every everyone's in play. Um, and so if you can string a couple of results together, and we we had some nice momentum there, would have been nice to you know to not drop points here. But um, you know you're looking at that schedule. I don't know about you. I'd like at least six out of that, personally. Yeah, um, six, seven, at, seven at the least. I would say. And, and I think and I think if you get six out of that, you're you're probably feeling okay still for the most part. Yeah. Um, that yeah. would probably put us back in on the right end of you know right half of the table so to speak um and uh yeah we go from there i don't know there yeah, yeah. there's time there's times i like what i see I, I definitely um yeah the main thing is the commitment uh yeah the heads don't drop as much uh it, it's it's more organized and there, there's more effort to, to make it organized and coordinated yeah. on the defensive end um yeah. just need just need some different ideas i think uh in, in build up and, and going forward Becker plays right wing, right back too. Just saying, just saying. Um, looking at the top scores of the league, obviously Tarota is leading the league, eight goals in seven games, whatever you said, uh, two assists, none goals from penalties. But guess who's in second position in terms of goals, Jack? Guido Bergstaller, five goals. 
I don't think he had five goals in his tenure with Schalke in the 17 years he was there. Um, who's, the lead leader, who's the lead leader in offside? It's probably him. It's got to be Bergstahl. <laughs> I mean, that's the question, though. Yeah. And, yeah and, and unless unless so he's funny. having, like, the opposite Bergstahl year where he just scores tons of goals and, like, is never called offside. And is, yeah. I doubt it. I doubt it. I think the first game of the season he was called offsides. He scored a goal on those offsides. So we know that's not nah, probably dude, true. I, I love I, I love Bergie, man. Yeah, Ber- Ber- yeah. dude. We got we gotta get him a new edition of the uh, the ugly Christmas sweater. <laughs> and have him yeah. still in our advertisements, even though he's just not playing for us anymore. Just send him a picture. Yeah, just take a picture of this. Here you go. Uh yeah, no, for sure. So yeah, it's a tough week for us. Uh Friday game. Hopefully we're hoping to you know start the weekend right, but of course it didn't happen. Um but yeah, next game up is Hansa Rostock, and uh, we need to bounce back quickly with that. Uh, I don't even see when the when the game actually is. What day is no, it? So with speaking of the next game, so with with no Paulson for that because two games suspension, two game suspension for for the red card. Um, so we're going to be without him for a couple games. What would you like to see happen uh, in that midfield? Do you, would you like to see a change of system, which I don't think is likely? Um, I mean, what do you do? Do you just put Flick back in there? Um, yeah, um, I mean that hasn't that hasn't really worked so far this season not that i'm against you know still trying to get him involved when you can but um what if you put um i'm curious how salazar would do in that role he might not it's probably not right for him he's more like a box to max or even drexler drexler is definitely a box to box but you know maybe put iden in the midfield uh and he did you know the times he's come off on the bench and and played in the midfield he's done fairly well for us and he may be able to provide a spark offensively or something you know so i would i would like to see iden in there but i don't know who would be in that six it's definitely not iden um salazar or or maybe drexler or you know i wonder i wonder if there's a chance um that uh Gramatis puts a center back in there and then just and like you know so like maybe he moves you know like Itakura or Malik Chow or something into like the six position. Didn't Kaminsky um, play in uh, preseason? He played the six. Was it? It's him? possible. That, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I, I don't. I don't know who's more likely. Maybe you have a better read on that than I do. But yeah. I wonder if that's what he does, and then just you know throws a, another center back on instead of trying to figure out the midfield. But yeah, I'm trying to remember because I remember in, in preseason it was they could play flick in center back and they played a defender in the midfield in the midfield and I was like who the what is he doing? I think it was Kaminsky. I'm pretty sure it's Kaminsky, but yeah, that's not a bad take. Um, you could do that. You could uh, there's several things they could do. I don't know which would work. I'd like to see Randall get some action in there. Uh, maybe they bring him into the midfield and I don't know. It'd be curious to see what they do with this. Uh, but yeah, I think. Kermosis need to figure something out quickly before, you know, the tides are turning against him because, you know, we're mid table. We talked about this at the beginning of the season. If we're hanging out mid table for, you know, first month or two, he's probably not going to hang around that long. Granted it's four point difference between where we're at and, and first place, but you know, results keep going this way. It's going to, that, well, that's what's going to be interesting. Cause we talked about it. We, we don't know exactly what, what the approach is going to be. Is it going to be, if it's, if it's not there in December, we're, we're selling out, we're going for promotion. We're going to make real changes or is it like, they're okay. They're going to, you know, have a season where we finish eighth and not fire Gramatis and try to build something. It certainly seems like, um, you know, earlier in the, a little bit earlier in the season, maybe three, four games in when things were a little bit sketchier for a minute there, that some of the words that were being exchanged kind of in the media from Roven Schroeder, you know, back in, in Gramatis, they seem to be a little bit more pointed, in terms of um, you know, there being some pressure on to, to get results, so I think it, there's a chance that you know um, it probably will go more the way of of them maybe making a move. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. You think they'll wait till 
the the, the winner Vincent Pauzo, or you think it's going to happen before that? What, how, how short do you think his string is? I guess it depends how big the gap is, right? If the gap, I don't close, know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it, I think uh, the the manner of the performance is going to help him out a little bit. Um, because once again, I, I do think you know when we're losing games like last season, right? When we were in free fall, like there's a difference between those losses and and you know some of the losses we have. And you know we're we actually are a football team, <laughs> like in these games, like we're actually playing football. It's not you know, uh, so I, that's hopefully going to help him out a little bit. Uh, yeah, I don't know, and I, I don't know how much of a hot seat he is or should be on. Um, because the thing for me is like we also kind of knew what he was like. Yeah, we were going to give him a whole summer with a new group of players to see what he could build, kind of away from that previous situation, um, not tainted by that, not even to jump in in the middle, you know, when when the momentum's already almost irreversible. Um, yeah, but at the same time, I, I think we understood kind of like what he could bring to the table. So I don't, I, I guess I just can't imagine anybody looking at where we are and being surprised or disappointed by it. Because this is this is pretty much yeah. exactly what I expected from us. And once again, I forgot exactly what my table prediction was, but it was like. You know, like six, I think it's somewhere between like you know bouncing in that kind of range, like you know at the, at, at the worst end, probably like mid table, and then maybe close to promotion. But this is kind of it. So, um, and and you know he's kept the same general system, and this is kind of what I expected to see in terms of how he would play. Yeah, I like to see us develop. Does it develop better offensively, create more opportunities for Bolter and Toroda? Obviously, Toroda's going to get his no matter what. Uh, but I can see other guys get involved in that. Uh, I've loved what I've seen from Oyan so far. And then defensively, we need to still shore things up because we still feel shaky even when we're one goal advantage. And we 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 know that we have to get that second goal because we are not confident that we can lock up shop. Um, so some some things we got to work out here, and hopefully this next month will tell us really where we're at. Um, Hansa Rosak matches on Saturday, so we got a few days here. Take a break. We'll try to bring back the live stream this weekend. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's a curious one. The last thing I want to say is I, I think part of the problem, I think part of the reason that you and I are having difficulty at times coming up with solutions in terms of what we should do is um, our no, squad. <laughs> uh, um, it's it's kind of that the squad building that is that has taken place has sort of made it very difficult for us to play in like a four, three, three or a four, two, three, one, or, or something that involves, um, you know, wingers. Cause we just don't really have any, um, we only have like wing backs. And so it, it's kind of right. Our, our squad is sort of ready made to play in like, you know, five, three, two or whatever you want to kind of label this as. And I think that's part of the problem. We look at how we can change things around. There's sort of holes in the personnel that would, uh, you know, fill that and, and make that a viable solution. So um, I don't know. I'll have to, I'll have to do some thinking. I'll have to do some playing around on like a formation build or whatever and see what I can come up with. Um, if there's anything else, I think we should give a shot, but I think, yeah. I think Kamatsis is fairly well committed to this. And until it goes significantly wrong, more wrong than it's going right now, I think he's probably going to stick with it and just kind of hope that he can get the results that he needs from it. Oh well, yeah. Hopefully they can get over the hump and stuff like that. Cause like, the the main thing, if we can just get consistent, I think, because we've seen games where we've looked very well, we play very well. Other games, like this past game, where it's like too close for comfort, and then we had the, obviously the outlier in Regensburg. Um, but yeah, we'd like to see the change with the boys. This is a great three game stretch. We can do it. Uh, we want to see maximum points or minimum at least six points out of these next three games. And so I think we'll know where we're at better <laughs> after these three games. So, but yeah, that game's on Saturday. It's uh, two thirty Eastern. On the East Coast for you, Jack's probably like one thirty. So, um, yeah, live stream it and let's uh, hopefully we get a win and definitely uh, 
join us on the live stream and we'll try to hopefully uh urge the boys on to win here and uh, get back onto winning ways jack um anything else you want to touch base before we wrap this one up no, I think that's it. wasn't a wasn't a big news week outside of that just suspension for Palson. So I think that's uh, yeah. probably all we got for the time being. Yep, I, I'm with you on there. So let's uh, let's wrap this up. Uh, keep tuning in each week. Uh, we'll bring you the latest from the Royal Blues in the Svita Liga. Uh, if you want to watch the games or join us in the during the live games, definitely check out the live streams on the weekends for us. Um, I'd like to thank Schalke. Express VPN and One Football for providing us tidbits for our podcast today. Hey, look at that. Uh, if any topics you'd like us to discuss, uh, any videos you want to see, let us know at Shock America. We'll get back to the uh, history of Shaka videos. It's been a little crazy week for me at work. So uh, we are back with the, the 40s and 50s in that video. I'll, I'll make them here next day or two. So, um, Jack, where can our followers find you on social media? They can find me at JM Mangan, J-M-M-A-N-G-A-N on Twitter and I gotta say, I mean, like ExpressVPN is the kind of thing I would happily advertise on this podcast if we were yeah. guys. I mean, like, I mean, no disrespect to call me like Manscaped or something, right? But like, that's a, that. I mean, ExpressVPN is something that you and I actually uh, uh, both use. As always, uh, shout out uh, NBC4 Nashville, and also I'm gonna give a little shout out to a uh, local brewery out here, uh, Silent Boat, for this delicious nice. uh, Oktoberfest lager. Uh, nice. Hey, you can uh, get your gear also at uh, teespring.com slash shock America. Hey, you can't get this, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, very good. And you can follow me at R underscore K-H-A-R-M-A-N on Twitter and Instagram, wherever. Uh, make sure you follow the uh, podcast on YouTube here, Twitter, Instagram, all the spaces. And our podcast can be found anywhere. Podcast can be heard, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spotify, you name it, we're there. So uh, until the next podcast comes or live stream. Uh, we'll catch you soon. Blue golf.